Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Broad Street Burner podcast. Rubes, I'm glad you're with me. The last time we spoke on this platform is unfortunately when the Eagles lost in the playoffs in the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs, and it was left up in the air whether we would pot again or not. Obviously, we were going to pot again, but here we are, April 26, 2023, balls deep in NBA playoffs. We have the NFL draft coming up tomorrow. Tonight, if you're listening to this right now, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. There is way too much to talk about for us not to podcast. So with that being said, how you doing, bro? I'm good here. You know, um, Eagles losing the Super Bowl is a tough comeback the next couple months. Uh, March Madness, I thought we had a, an amazing tournament. And now we're in the NBA playoffs, and it's all too familiar a picture for me um, with the Sixers and be getting hurt, looking dark for the second round. But um, I guess we're going to get into that during this podcast because I don't know if you agree with that so much. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get into all of it. And I'm so glad you're here because I know you're just, no offense, but a certified Sixers hater. And I've been a Sixers hater. You have, long-time you have been hater. a longtime Sixers hater, so I will give you that. But I think nothing drives me more crazy about you than your just hatred for the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, they are my favorite team, which is yeah. why I hate them so much. They let you down year in and year out. Uh, they put different squads together, and they say every year the new squad is here comes, here comes. The process is complete. The process <laughs> is complete. You get Jimmy Butler. The process is complete. You get James Harden. The process is complete. And every year, we lose in the second round. So I'm just waiting on this process to be complete. I think, I mean, right now, the Celtics, despite losing to the Hawks last night, I think they're still minus money right now to win the East. So big favorites in the East, which means we have to play them next. And although we swept the Nets, I thought we did not look great at all like uh, I don't trust us in late game scenarios that's what it comes down to I mean let's just get right into it like let's get right into the Sixers I mean they did sweep the Nets yes I agree with your point that they didn't look good but I will say I think the biggest part of that was Embiid and I don't know what it is about playoffs and Embiid but his body language is just so bad whenever it comes playoff time and then you wonder in your head like damn, he's not in it. What's his problem? Is this going to be the same thing just another year, just like you were saying? And then he gets a knee injury, and we're in the same exact fucking spot. But they did sweep the Nets. They look. I thought the rest of the team looked good, right or wrong. What do you think? Uh, Harden didn't look great, I don't think. He had a great first game where he hit but- the seven threes, f- five in the first half. But uh, I don't think he looked great. I mean, he had... Another thing that worries me about the Sixers, or maybe it's a good sign, I don't know, I guess it's how you take it, but they had the least amount of free throws attempted per game of any team, and uh, that's usually their bread and butter, so if they're not getting the calls, I don't think that is good for them against the Celtics, but maybe it was just the way that the Nets were playing them that they didn't draw as many fouls. Embiid didn't really draw many fouls, which is atypical. Same with Harden, but Embiid was just very passive. Yeah, he did seem passive, but looking at this in totality, and especially this first round, like a little bit of background, I NBA has always been my favorite. Like I, when growing up, NBA could not touch bat, could not touch football for me. Obviously, not hockey or baseball. Like the NBA is just, in my opinion, the best sports product you can get. Not like maybe on the court, like if you're really a fan of fucking sports, but. I love the comparison of like NBA to Real Housewives of whatever for women. Like the NBA is like the perfect mix between WWE and like a real sport. Like the entertainment aspect is just so good. But I will say when the Sixers lost to the Raptors in 2019, like I was done with basketball. Like the NBA just was not the same to me. Like I I could not watch regular season basketball. Obviously I'm watching postseason basketball and then seeing the Sixers the bubble really didn't matter to me. Like, that Celtic series didn't matter. The Hawks fucking, I wouldn't even say crushed me because nothing will crush me as much as that Toronto series did. Nah, the Hawks did me worse. The Hawks did me worse. See, like, I already had felt so much pain. Like, that Hawks thing was like, 
whatever. The Ben Simmons, I'm glad he's gone. I just like, followed the Sixers so much that season, and they were so good all season. They were the one seed. They had the Hawks in the second round, who they were huge who they wanted to. Yeah, like, I wanted the Hawks. I was not worried about the Hawks. Um, I mean, I wasn't worried about the Knicks either, but either one, like, we, I was sure we would win. And then Ben Simmons just pisses down his leg for seven games, and it's just so bad. I think that might be the key. This, The way they hack Simmons and beat us back in 2021, I think we might need to do that to the Celtics somehow. We just got to find some type of weakness like that and expose it because that's what the Celtics always do to the Sixers. They find their weaknesses and they expose them. Yeah, and we're going to get into the Celtics series, but back to like that Atlanta series, like I had to take a break from basketball. Like I feel like I didn't know ball. Like I'm sitting there ahead of that series like, oh yeah, give us Atlanta. Like this Sixers team matches up so well against the Bucks. Like give me the Bucks. I'll take the Bucks. We couldn't even get to the fucking Bucks. All right. Exactly. We got we couldn't get past Atlanta. So after that, I'm like done, whatever, done with basketball a little bit. Like I haven't really been a big NBA basketball or regular season basketball watcher. Football ended, and the Eagles losing that Super Bowl just left such a void in my heart. So obviously, you know, I'm going to get back a little bit into the NBA a bit. And I followed the the end of the regular season, like, pretty closely. And these playoffs have got me all the way back in. Like, basketball has been so good, especially this first round. But this is going to – I just pulled a Rosillo, bringing me back to my main point. The Sixers swept the Nets. Look at all the other series. Milwaukee. Down 3-1 to the Heat. Celtics lost two games to the Hawks. They blow, two games. Blow the elimination game, too. Blew it. You had the Nuggets. They lost one to the um, Minnesota. The Suns were going to fucking lose to the Clippers if Kawhi doesn't go down. I On the Suns, I, got, I think that I, that's my favorite to win it all. So, I, I agree. But, well, yeah, now that they got past the Clippers, like, I think it's pretty wide open for them. I think they I don't, match up really good against... I don't know. ...against the Nuggets next round. And then, I mean, if you beat the Nuggets, then I, they've been the best team in the West this year, so... You're, you're going to completely sleep on... We're going to get into this. The Lakers and the Warriors? Is it going to be the Warriors, or is it going to be the Kings, though? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. But I will say of you saying your favorites, the Suns, when we were at your house, I guess like around March Madness, I put a future in when I was taking a piss in your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Suns and Bucks NBA finals. But Oof. yeah, dude, if I would have taken Milwaukee as the lock over the Suns before this, before the playoffs started. I know. I just I like the Suns. I'm, I'm a big KD guy. There's not many of us out there, but I really, really love KD. I just think he's he's just – I'm just a big fan of his game, a big fan of his personality. I, he's a monster. He's on and off the court. He's a monster, and he just – you can't defend him on or off the court. On Twitter, it doesn't matter. He's, he's shooting over you, and he's dunking on you every time. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I was off of KD when he went to the Warriors, obviously, like everybody was. He's, he's grown on me too. He's swung back around. He's not yeah. in the Sixers division anymore, so that doesn't matter. And I, I kind of just want to see him get his flowers and win this. But I also don't want to see Chris Paul win it. Yeah, me neither. Fuck Chris Paul. But still, you want to see KD get his flowers. He's not even the number one guy on that team. Yeah, so far. Just wait till the finals, though. Mm. Let KD cook. All right. I mean, we'll see That's about the alpha that. Dog. That's the alpha dog. No, it's not. He almost lost the fuck. If Kawhi was healthy, they would have won this series. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, KD was Kawhi's son in that <laughs> first know. game. Yeah, but then there's Devin Booker, too. Yeah, you do have the... But, okay, what about Russ? Russ was, like, playing with house money that series. He really was. I loved the... He was I just able it. to gamble as much as he wanted, you know? And I loved it. I loved the Russ turnaround. Yeah, he was hitting though. He was still hitting, but yeah, you know, it wasn't his own, wasn't his own uh, wager that he put in. What do you think about this little rekindledness of the uh, Russ KD relationship? It's honestly been all over my algorithms. The like KD's talking to <laughs> Russ stuff, where KD will be like in his MVP speech, 
and he's yeah. like, I know you guys thought I forgot about Russ. And then he like starts <laughs> breaking down. <laughs> yeah, he just starts breaking down. And I, every morning when I'm shitting on the toilet before work, I'm going on TikTok and I see one of those videos and I just start shedding tears on the toilet. It's like having Literally. my cup of coffee. I love it. I love I love when he defends Russ. I think it's so cool. And uh, Because I, I was a big fan of Russ. I wasn't one of the guys saying he was stat padding and everything. Yeah. Obviously, when it got bad in L.A., it got bad. I mean, in Washington and L.A. But, I mean, he definitely deserves his flowers because, I mean, he, he was insane. When, before he started averaging a triple-double, people said, oh, Oscar Robertson averaged a triple-double. That'll never, ever happen again. And then Russ started doing it. Now other guys do it, so I get, I, I get that it's not as significant. But at the same time, like, he made it normal, which is insane. He did, and we're, you bring up a great point. Like, now triple-doublers are, I mean, they're way easier to get for these NBA players than before, but, like, Russ is the reason we're desensitized to all of that. Like, he's he, he's right. You're right. He's the forefront of that. But back to that team, like, especially because it was during the Sixers process years, like, that Thunder team was so easy to root for. There was no team I wanted to win a championship more than KD and Russ. See, I was just a a LeBron guy, so I I just rooted for LeBron. Well, I mean, I was a D-Rose guy, but once D-Rose would get knocked out by LeBron, I was rooting for Braun. Yeah. Just because I I hated all the haters, so I just had to go with them. I agree. The the haters are uh, a big part of it, but I do love this little redemption that Russ got toward the end of that season. Made a lot of people eat their words, including me. And now you have... So we have Suns Nuggets. So you think that's Suns easy? Not easy. Definitely not easy. It's going to be a really good series, but I think the Suns match up with them well. Um, I don't think that Denver has the wings to stop Booker and KD. I mean, if Michael Porter Jr. is on one of them, he's cooked on defense. Yes. Like, he's a jack. Yeah. Yeah, he's not good on defense. So I definitely got, got Phoenix over them. And then it's going to be – interesting to see what happens i mean the lakers still got to close out and then it's between kings and warriors are 2-2 do they play tonight yep they're playing tonight they play tonight so tonight you'll be listening to this tomorrow but tonight we have Knicks, Cavs. then we have heat bucks kings warriors and lakers grizzlies that's all tonight so, Knicks, I mean, Cavs is interesting. Brunson, I mean, he's obviously just been on one and just continues to just throw salt in the wound from what was it eight years ago when he committed to Villanova instead of Temple? Off. Yeah, thought thought that was going to be a Temple one, but you know, he decided to go to the suburbs to Villanova and be one of the greatest college players of this century. <laughs> but um, now he's a great Nick, which. Um, I, it's pretty cool to see, I guess. Uh, but at first I thought this series was like a participation series. Winner is just going to go lose to the Bucks, but now winner of this has a legitimate chance to make it to the Eastern conference final. So the stakes are high. Yeah. 100% the stakes are so high. And this series has been interesting to say the least. I mean, you have obviously Brunson playing well for the Knicks. Randall's been a little hurt. Hart's been playing well, too. It's both the Villanova players. They've been playing really well. But obviously, the big disappointment was Donovan Mitchell in that last game. Like, that was obviously the huge turning point. He's in the garden, has the opportunity to make that statement game. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell is one of the most prolific scorers in the playoffs. And he fumbles the bag. So, it's like, you think about this Cavs team. This is where I'm going to start firing off some takes a little bit because, like, The Cavs team is an interesting team to me, the way they're put together. But honestly, I thought the Cavs were going to win this series in six. And now it's looking like the complete opposite that the Knicks are about to take this in five or six. Yeah, I I, would have had the Knicks. I had a series parlay that I set up and never put in that probably would have been pretty close to hitting um, other than maybe the Bucks, But um, they were the Knicks were one of my picks. I thought. They were so overhyped the last time and they lost to the Hawks and now no one was taking them seriously against this Cavs team. I just don't trust this Cavs team either, so I was going to take the Knicks. Um, but again, I don't watch too much NBA regular season, but Brunson, is he's a dog. 
he's a dog. He's a big time player when it matters. College proved it, and now the NBA is proving it even more. And how do you yeah. think that the Mavericks feel? Dude, no Mark Cuban's about a that. fucking jerk off. Yeah. Well, apparently Cuban blamed it on Jalen Brunson's dad. Yeah, yeah. Rick Brunson, Temple alum. I think that's a little bit of an unnecessary stray. They had every single chance to lock up Brunson for like $60 million, and they didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, Rick Brunson, a Temple alum. I, I can't rip him. <laughs> Can't rip them, no, so. no, that's uh, that. That Mavs franchise has has been a mess. But more on the Brunson part, it's like he signs this big deal with the Knicks. Then he's coming into the regular season. Can Brunson really be that guy? He's getting that guy money. Can he really be that guy in the regular season? Plays his ass off. The Knicks are a good team, so he's playing well. He still gets his he's still getting his flowers in the regular season a bit. But then you get into the postseason. Everybody's picking the Cavs, and they're still doubting Brunson. And here they are up 3-1. Brunson's outplaying Mitchell. And I feel like he's still like not getting that total respect. But the one thing for me I, I that I have loved about this series, I don't know about you, but I fucking love Knicks fans. Yeah, I mean, they remind me of of Philadelphia fans because the, you have to love Knicks fans because they're still very passionate about their team despite having a lack of relevance for the last 25 years and – not winning a championship in 50 years now. So um, you got to feel for them a little bit, even though they're a New York fan base. Those clips of them outside the garden going crazy. I am eating that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's I, awesome. I, that is awesome. I hate the. I don't like the hate that they've been getting. It's like you're celebrating a first round series win. Like it's a NBA championship. It's like, you got to appreciate the good moments while you're in them. Yeah. You don't I mean, know if, when you're going to be back. If you win this, you can win the next round. So, I mean, it's awesome. Good for them. But yeah, uh, but I if do they wanna, run into I, the Sixers. They're going to get buzzsawed, so they better watch oh, out. Oh yeah, we might have to get Ben Simmons back for the uh, for the <laughs> oh, Knicks yeah. series. That's right. He's never lost to the Knicks. Nope. Not in the Sixers uniform, at least. But talking about the Cavs, the Cavs are an interesting team to me because so they send all the picks to Utah for Mitchell, and they clearly have glaring holes on the team coming this season. They don't have a forward, so you have these two really good guards. You have Mitchell. You have Garland. Then you have these two, I'm not going to say great, you have decent bigs. Jared Allen, who's been a like a very serviceable starting center for a long time. And then Evan Mobley, who's kind of like a young, poor man's Anthony Davis, who was getting AD hype, but now it's kind of, people are taking the gas off that a little bit, taking their foot off the gas on those takes. Yeah, and he's still like young, young, right? Mobley's still got to be like, what, 20, 21? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely probably 21 or younger, I would think. I can look that up real quick. But the way this Cavs team's constructed, like, they're just not a fully complete team. So this is where I'm looking into the offseason. So there's a couple things here. You have the coach part of it with Bickerstaff. I think he might get fired if they do lose this first round. And then you have the glaring roster issues. So listening to Simmons, Simmons said that – um. Nurse could be Nick Nurse could be in play for the Cavs after this series, which I like. But looking at this roster, the Cavs just legitimately they just need a solid forward. Yeah, they need a good wing. This is where my brain's moving a little bit. This offseason, they're looking for a wing. You know who'd be perfect on this Cavs team? Tobias Harris. Tobias fucking Harris. <laughs> Let's go. Tobias Let's go. fucking Harris, baby. So I'm thinking. All right, let me come back a little bit. Do you think Harden stays this offseason or he goes? I don't know. Like, I, I personally want him to go. But uh, Maury, you know, that could, that's a connection right there, Harden and yeah. Maury. So I don't know. So I was cooking up on the NBA trade machine, I guess, last week. Because it was the day that another Woj report came out about Harden going to Houston. So I've been cooking up this trade. We're going to send Harden to Houston in a sign-in trade. We're going to get Dame Lillard from Portland. We're going to get Kevin Porter Jr. from Houston. We're going to send Maxi to Portland. Fuck. Tobias to Cleveland. Maxi to Portland? I don't know. I feel like they like Simons, no? 
I, you, that's the only blue chip prospect we got. Like, that's the only good trade piece we can use. Then you send Jarrett Allen, I think money-wise, would go to Portland, and they would get Nurkic, Nurkic back from Portland. And then Houston would get Harden, a bunch of picks, and, like, I had some others sprinkled in there. Four-team trade. Yeah. Four to you trade. Yeah. I mean, and we would end up with who? Ooh. We would end up with Dame Lillard That's and it, Kevin right? Porter Jr. Oh, we got KPJ. Yeah. I don't know if I like KPJ. I hear Me a neither. lot of bad things. I don't either. I, don't I hear, just throw I don't him in. I hear too many good things, but he's definitely talented for sure. But I just feel like there has to be a way where Tobias Harris ends up as a Cleveland Cavalier. Tobias is getting moved this offseason. Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I was Cleveland, I would want Tobias. He's not bad. And it's a shame because I like Tobias too. And Tobias has been underrated in these playoffs these past two seasons. Tobias was really Tobias. Well, yeah, you can't even call him overrated because of the pay. But he it's played just an so overpaid thing. He That's played so well in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. he played good in the net series too. Yeah, I mean he's he's a good player. It's just uh, there's so many guys like him now that are tall that can shoot and do all these things that are more athletic than him um and they're and they're younger than him now um there's just so many freaks in the nba i feel like when he's only averaging whatever what's the average now 15 a game six not yeah. even he's yeah. probably like 15 to 18 in a in a league where there's 60 20 point per game averagers in the league and he's getting paid 35 million for a five-year contract that's that's where the problem lies with him yeah he's a good great guy good good guy good Good guy noted noted nice guy noted nice guy honestly mitchell garland tobias and mobley that's a good fucking team yeah that's that's just my thought process on that the the dame situation is a little bit of stretch with harden i think the harden situation is ultimately going to come down what they do in the playoffs yeah for sure so I don't know, I, I, they just need to get rid of him, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. But and then I, what? I hate watching Harden anymore. It looks you good th- when it looks good, but it's rare that it looks good anymore. You think if the Sixers lose to Boston, and it's not like a that competitive of a series, like, what are the fired. chances the Sixers just fucking blow it up? Oof. I mean, I think there's a chance. I don't know because Maury doesn't seem like a guy that wants to rebuild. Do you just like? Does he send MB to Miami? Send MB to Miami and what? Yeah. Get back what? Bam. Hero. I don't know. I don't know if they would. I don't know if they would trade up Bam. I guess they would. I mean, the only way they're trading Embiid is if he's forcing his way out. Yeah. No, they're not going to trade Embiid, but I, I wouldn't be opposed. I'm so sick of the same old story every year. Yeah, it is. It's never going to change. And especially if you lose Harden, like, what are you going to replace that with? I thought you thought they were going to beat the Celtics in the second round, no? I do. I still do. I'm just hypothetically speaking. (laughs) I don't know. That sounded a little passionate. Fuck. (laughs) Fraud alert. (laughs) Shit. Nah, but I... I don't know. I am weirdly confident in the Sixers. Even if, I mean, we beat the Celtics, like, I still don't trust them to to keep dog in the background sorry i still don't trust them to continue and win winning the next round like i can't trust them against anyone ever since that hawk series well not even the trust part but like the health part yeah and the health that's that's the other part of the trust. this celtic series is gonna is gonna take and beat out like this is basically an nba finals for the six that was my thing about because the celtics are gonna beat the hawks of course but i was like at least if they play one more game against the hawks that just means that there's a chance that maybe Jalen Brown re-injures his hand or something. Yeah. <laughs> Not that we root for injuries on this show, but... Yes, we do. But Fuck you, Josh Allen. The Celtics, I mean, if we have any hopes of beating the Celtics, we gotta... Somebody's probably gotta go down. It has to be Brown. It, it 100% has to be Brown. Yeah, I mean, if something could happen to Tatum, I mean, that would help, like, <laughs> astronomically, but it doesn't seem like he would ever get injured. They can plug and play someone else to fucking go one for ten from three. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Brown is who I'm worried about. Jalen Brown is what makes the Celtics the Celtics. And when he's on Houston next year, oh my God. 
This Houston team with Harden. Yeah, Houston's going to have everybody next year, apparently. Houston. Wambayana. Yeah, they're just going to have everyone. Udoka at coach. Yeah, Udoka's coach just groping people nonstop. Yeah, like that's what's so good about the NBA. They just do a little sneak action slide Ime back into the uh, into the coaching of the NBA while we're balls deep in one of the best playoffs we've had in like the last five years. <laughs> exactly. What exactly. a move. So have you been looking at finals MVP odds at all? So I haven't really. Why? What do you what do you like? I like my, my guy KD, of course. Plus seven fifty. Booker. That's Booker's team, bro. Chris Paul? No, definitely not Chris Paul. No well, shot. He's not. He's like, he might not even be the third best player on that team. Oh, he's not. So right now, your top five favorites are Tatum at two eighty five, Giannis six fifty, KD seven hundred on DraftKings, Jokic nine fifty, and then Curry plus a thousand. Curry plus a thousand. I feel like that is a stretch. Yeah, I'm looking at FanDuel because we don't have any sponsors, so we're going to look at multiple <laughs> books here. Tatum plus 340. Giannis is still plus 650. That's insane. That is actually insane. Kevin Durant plus 750. Curry 9-1. to one. Embiid uh, plus 950. Jokic plus 950. I mean, Jokic plus 950 is pretty good too. So here's here's where I'm at. If we're talking value, I have one great pick. Nope. Jamal Murray plus 12,000. If that Nuggets team makes the finals, Jamal Murray is your MVP. 100%. He's played better than Jokic in the playoffs. Oh yeah, he's he's 90 to 1 on on uh on FanDuel. Damn, that is crazy. Yeah, I mean that's a good yeah. pick. He was putting up 50-point so, games left and right uh yeah. in the bubble. So if we're talking pure value, I like Jamal Murray. Other than that, I mean, I don't really know. Jalen Brown plus a thousand is interesting. I think if anyone, if it's him or Tatum from the Celtics, I like him. Just from what I've seen so far. Maxi one twenty to one. If, if you really believe in the Sixers, I mean, Embiid's getting doubled all finals, and Maxi just has a better series. That could happen. He would yeah. have been. He would have been the MVP of this Nets series, right? One hundred percent. So, I mean, it will be interesting to see, I guess. LeBron really, 27 to 1 is pretty good, too. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you bring up LeBron. I want to talk about the Lakers. Yeah, we haven't really talked about that series yet. No, not at all. I mean, so they play tonight. Lakers are up 3-1. They're playing at Memphis tonight. I think the Grizzlies are minus 4.5 favorites last time I checked, like a couple minutes ago. You think the Lakers are good with that series? Or you think there's any chance of a little 3-1 comeback? Uh, I mean, no, I don't, there's, I mean, there's always a chance, but I would say it's very unlikely. I definitely like the Lakers to close this out, um, prior to game seven. It seems like LeBron has a big chip on his shoulder. Thanks to dumbass Dylan Brooks. Dumbass. Um, don't know what he's doing. I don't understand it. Maybe I just don't know ball, but it seems like everyone's ripping him. players, media, and somehow he, he just doesn't seem to get it. But, uh, yeah, I, I just see LeBron has so much ammunition in this series and um, them winning a series as a seven seed is more just another testament to him. And now they could play a Warriors team who doesn't seem like they can ever win on the road or a Kings team who hasn't has zero experience and is starting to show some injury, some bad injury luck. Yeah. And they were so close to winning that, that last game, that Steph Curry timeout, that technical and Harrison Barnes just fucking was not ready for the moment. But going into that series, I was rooting for the Kings, wanted the Kings to win. But now at this point, I would do anything for this second round matchup between LeBron and the Golden State Warriors. Like that to me, just that would be so sweet, so sweet. And I'd love to see so a little much LeBron better than revenge. LeBron versus the Kings. <laughs> do not give me. I don't want the King versus the Kings. I want the King versus versus the Chef. Yep. I need Dude, that. That would be that, awesome. That Draymond, redemption arc. I got to see what Draymond's going to do because Draymond's like a huge fan of LeBron now. So you got to think. The fix might be in. I don't know. I don't know how he reacts because he's definitely going to still try to get in Bron's head and 
they're going to get into it, but it's going to be so no. entertaining to watch. Nope. Draymond Green will do anything in his power to get suspended for at least one game in that series so LeBron <laughs> can go to the Western Conference Finals. I have never... Yeah, but he's going to do it to LeBron. LeBron has so many dick eaters warranted. Draymond Green might be number one. I don't yeah. know where that bromance like came to fruition, but he loves LeBron. It's like when two boxers go at it, and then afterwards they're hugging and kissing and everything, yeah. and just like <laughs> bowing down to each other. They just have so have had so many battles. Um, at some point, I think you just got to respect seeing the other one on the other end of the ring all the time. One hundred percent. What's your stance on LeBron? You said you were a Bron guy. Where do you? What's your stance on him now? Yeah, I mean, it kind of like leans with the the public like away from the public um i mean i always liked him and then when he went to the lakers i didn't like that so much just because yeah I, I i don't know i just never saw him as a laker it's like you went back to cleveland you won a championship you showed that you can still win championships there i don't get it but i guess it's best for his family and businesses and all that so i, I didn't really like that but i mean i i don't hate the guy and then some of the stuff he he posts and some of the stuff he says and lies about, like he's just too much of a tryhard. But on the court, I still think he he deserves his respect. So I I do love what he's doing on the court. I just hope I don't want to tell him to just shut up. But <laughs> sometimes he's just great. like he's just an out of touch dad now, and he just needs to like <laughs> yeah. be more aware of that. Is is my thing with him? I like that. That's what makes me love LeBron so much. The lies, <laughs> Taco Tuesday. Malcolm X. <laughs> yeah. He's he's insane. <laughs> the Godfather. Like, he's just a serial liar. I love LeBron. I think we're going to miss him so much when he's gone, and we didn't realize, like, we took him so much for granted because there's not going to be another LeBron in the foreseeable future. Like, Giannis isn't that guy. Luka's not that guy. Like, we haven't seen someone dom Like, that's the only person we've seen dominate, like, in our lifetimes. Yeah. But yeah. he's been known for about... 20 plus years now um since he was what 16 now he's yeah. 39 is it yeah and he's still one of the best but i've been watching the lakers like a little bit more and more the series has been fun to watch like especially because i like kind of hate the grizzlies too but i'm rooting for the lakers as much as i like hate to say it it's a shame i'd love to see them to in the, the finals grizzlies. it's a shame how how they just pissed be away their own reputation like everyone be likes them what do you mean so when they lose to LeBron this year, obviously they're going to get rid of Dylan Brooks. That's the big They need to get there. older. I know I said Nick Nurse to the Cavs earlier, but my favorite take is firing Taylor Jenkins and Memphis hiring Nick Nurse. That is the perfect coach for the Memphis Grizzlies team. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the NBA coaching tree as much as I do with college, but they just need older players. I think I heard somewhere that they don't have a 30-year-old player on the team. or maybe They, they tried. They tried. They ran Agadala out of town like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. They literally ran him out of town and talked shit on him yeah. after he left. Yeah, they and, just. I mean, I don't know where is Danny Green still on that team? Like he could have been a little bit of that veteran presence. Like, but they. I agree with what you said. They need a veteran. A veteran has to be a little worried. They had DeAndre, in there. He doesn't want to get fucking shot. DeAndre, that's his name. DeAndre Mel Milton. Yeah, Mountain. Yeah, he uh he was there, right? Um, yeah, but I don't he's know a young guy. Is. Is he's he? like 24. He just looks old to me. Dude, he looks old as fuck. Yeah, wait, I'm going to look he, this dude's face up because he's only 24. Pretty sure he's only 24. But the Grizzlies are just such an interesting team to me. I wasn't super keyed into them during the regular season. Ja had that interview with Malika Andrews where she's like, who are you worried about in the West? He said, I'm I focused that on was, the Celtics. Uh, I thought that was Taylor... Taylor Rooks. Was it? Nah, it was... It's Taylor, nah, I think it was Malika. Holy shit. Melton is younger than me. That's a reality <laughs> check. Is, oh my he, god. He is, he is 24. About to be 25. Don't Damn. don't love to see that. Thought he was like 34. <laughs> he does look nah, I didn't think he was that old. I knew he was younger because he hasn't been around very long, but uh, he looks old as hell. He looks like yeah. he would have played four years in college and been in the league for like five years. Dude, that's what just being a Grizzlies teammate does to him. <laughs> yeah, ages yeah. you like crazy. Yeah, I'm sure. Steven Adams looks like he's like 60. 
Yeah, they need a veteran. Stephen Adams can't even control Ja. I know. Arguably the most scariest person in the NBA. I think it's with the NBA players is that they're just so solo. Like, they don't really hang out or have the camaraderie of other sports. Yeah. So they're pretty much on their own. Um, They all come from, like, so far apart now, and there's so many international players on each team that – it, they're all just out with their own friends from back in the day, like t- like John Morant is evidence of that, and that's why they get in get in some trouble sometimes. I think the NBA is turning a lot, and it seems a lot like European soccer now, just with how interesting huge, these guys are. Just these players are just huge stars. Like they're way bigger stars in the NBA than they are in football, despite football being way more popular than the NBA. And I mean, forget about baseball or, or any other sport, but these guys are like international superstars now and everyone watches them on the world stage. So, um, I mean, if you look at any of their Instagrams, all of them have millions of followers. Even high school players have millions yeah. of followers. You don't see that with football at all. Oh, hell no. Baseball. No. Um, but soccer, it is like European soccer a lot. And you see it on the court too, with people flopping. It's crazy. Yeah. I'd say that's a little good comparison. My boy in EPL head. Yeah, yeah. I, I have been watching some EPL, mostly just to drink at EPL bars early on, <laughs> on weekends. But but Arsenal went down today to Man City, or I guess yesterday if you're listening. Yeah. Did you did you end up betting on that or no? Yeah. I, I had uh, Arsenal plus four. It was a part of like Arsenal was plus 440. I had the Phillies to win, which is like pick them. And uh, Heat to win their series. I was like, oh, we just Ooh. need Arsenal. But they just got smoked from the jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just about what happens. Man City is too good. But anyway, enough enough soccer talk. No one wants to hear that. So I guess where we were, I, potential Lakers-Warriors matchup. What's your thoughts there? I like the Lakers. I just don't trust the Warriors on the road. Yeah. Staples Center is a great atmosphere to play in at home. Dude, the Lakers have been good. The biggest thing for me is AD. It's like, I forget how good AD is sometimes. It's like, I don't watch them play that much because the Lakers are on the West Coast. But watch them in the playoffs, it's like, AD is so dominant. Like, up there with Embiid, with how he can take over a game. If he can stay healthy, I mean, that Lakers team is dangerous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're definitely dangerous. They won a championship not too long ago. People and, can't for, shouldn't forget that. And they would have potentially been close the next year if AD and LeBron didn't go down. For sure. And got to give my man a shout out. AR-15, Austin Reeves is a dog. Yeah, the real ones have been watching him since Oklahoma days like (laughs) me. And I always liked Austin Reeves. Him and uh, Spangler in the... for Oklahoma, and then obviously they had Brady Manick too before he transferred to UNC. The real Damn. ones remember those Oklahoma teams. He was cooking. Everyone knew Austin Reeves was a monster, and and here he is in the NBA, just being LeBron's like favorite teammate ever. Yeah, imagine being in those shoes. Like you're LeBron's guy. Yeah, you're just LeBron's guy. He definitely had a million LeBron posters on his wall growing up. Like, Did you see the Facebook post that came like, up? You know who Austin Reeves was? He was the guy that. Got his parents bought him the newest LeBrons when they came out, <laughs> and then he had they were like some crazy neon colorway, and then he had some opposite neon colorway elite socks on while he's outside hooping in the driveway. <laughs> that was Austin Reeves, a hundred percent. So I'm assuming you didn't see his old Facebook post from like 2012 where he was throwing shade at LeBron. No, I and didn't was see like that. Kobe's way better than LeBron. Uh, I think I might have came across that, but I feel like I see that all the time with LeBron now. Where it yeah. it just shows young players ripping LeBron, because <laughs> our generation or like our age group, people were just it was either you were Kobe or Braun. Then when Kobe retired, yeah. it's like you were either Braun or KD, and 100%. it was like Braun or Curry, like Braun or who, Braun or who. <laughs> it's still Braun. It's crazy that it's still Braun though. It's still Braun. I just think that's gonna be so perfect for his documentary when his career's all wrapped up, that's little redemption against the Warriors, and then that matchup against KD in the finals. Oh, my God. You oh can't write a God. script better than that. That would be insane. That is such an and underrated storyline. And then if you got a Lakers-Celtics final. <sighs> Bro, could you imagine? Godem. Godem right there. This is the biggest underrated storyline in this playoffs, this potential KD-LeBron matchup in the Western Conference Finals. No one is talking about that. Obviously, maybe no one wants to jump the gun, but... LeBron just has so much history with so many players and teams in the league. It's insane. And then you throw the Lakers factor in, and it just 
it doubles it. It's 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 really cool. So maybe maybe he did see into the future when he signed with the Lakers. I should have been more considerate. <laughs> and the craziest part of that, I'm not sure if this is true, so someone's gotta fact check me, but I saw that he's been now he's now been with the Lakers longer than he was with the Heat. Yeah. Well yeah, I think he's been with the Lakers six years now. He's only with the Heat for four years. That's just crazy to think about. He got a like, lot I done s- in those four years. That was a good term. Yeah. That was really as president. <laughs> Approval rating was through the roof. It was Obama a, ba- level. a bad first first year in office, and then two championships, and then the fourth one, he kind of had senioritis, and then just yeah. went back to the Cavs. It's crazy, but I'm looking forward to that series. But a couple other NBA things I wanted to touch on. Let's go to this, the Hawks-Celtics series. So obviously everyone's out on Trey Young going into the playoffs. Has an unbelievable game yesterday. Brings the Hawks back in the elimination game. They beat the Celtics. Now, they won two games against the Celtics. Celtics are up 3-2. Obviously, the Celtics are going to win this series. But Trey Young has shown a little bit of a revival. First, want to get your thoughts on Trey. So when that overrated poll came out, I, I'm assuming you saw that. Probably a lot of the listeners saw that, that he was voted mm-hmm. in the league. Um, other was the most selected overrated player, so just a pool the field of players, but Trey Young, the most of any individual player. I mean, to me, that just sounds like that most overrated player as voted on by players. is just most disliked star in the league. And that's, yeah. that's who Trey Young is. Um, and then obviously, you know, he took it to New York. He took it to Philly, he took it to some good sports towns at, as a villain um, in 2021. So, I guess that's why he was most overrated. Um, clearly, he's showing that he's not overrated, and his style translates to the playoffs. But at the same time, if they just lose in six in the first round, and then next year they're middle of the pack again, then maybe maybe the players are right. So it's just, you know, he's not going to beat the Celtics, but he is putting up a fight. So you got to respect him for that. But I don't know. I mean, if the players are all saying he's the most overrated player, I think that still does mean a little something. You know, I... I see where that's coming from. Like he's, I think like low hanging fruit for that. But also you think about it, like Jimmy Butler was high on that list. True. Like look what he's doing in the playoffs. But my thing with Trey Young, it's like, I think it was like not a lock, but it was very likely he gets tr- moved this off season. If the Hawks get swept in that series, I think even in general, but he's played decently well. Now I think it's maybe a little bit more of a question. You have the DeJounte Murray part of it. They gave up a couple picks for him. He's due. He's going to be a free agent, I think, next year. So he has one more year left on the deal. They're kind of in no man's land. There's a couple of no man's land teams. You have the Hawks, you have the T Wolves, and you have the Clippers. I think, in my opinion, are these teams like in cap hell? They're like kind of at a crossroads. Like, what's going like, to go on? I think the Clippers and Hawks have more hope. I think the T Wolves have no hope. Are you serious? Why? They have two centers. And one, they traded a million first-round picks I got for, you. and he's not even like I don't. I don't even know if I would trade one lottery pick for him. Yeah, and they traded well, Walker Kessler, who is, is literally better than him. Rudy Gobert, plus all the picks and other players. It's just like they got fleeced. But they have that one little glimmer of hope with Anthony Edwards, who still is on his rookie deal. Yeah, but I don't know, like. Well, I got you. I, I figured I figured it out for both of these teams. So yeah, make some trades need, here. Need to move Trey Young in the offseason. <laughs> Back to the trade machine we go. Trey Young to the Timberwolves for Cat. Then you sign DeJounte to a long-term deal if you're the Hawks. So then you build your team around DeJounte Murray and Carl Anthony Towns. And then obviously Capella's gonna be gone. I think that that's a good pairing. But the thought of Trey Young. And Anthony Edwards with Gobert, then you can like get away with Gobert because you have so much firepower there. But the thing that really changed Devin Booker's career to me is when Chris Paul went there, when he had that primary ball handler and had that weight lifted off him. Anthony Edwards, I think, could use that. He's still so young. But if you have Trey being the primary ball handler on that team, you let Anthony Edwards do his thing on offense. He doesn't have to run the ball too much. And then Gobert's your your rim protector. You have him on defense. The Timberwolves have great role players too. Jaden McDaniels, Nas Reed, they're both hurt. But they still have some decent role players. Anthony Edwards and Trey Young would be a filthy backcourt. 
Yeah, that would be a good backcourt. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how it works. Rudy Gobert is just the he's just the worst. I don't He is. No one likes him. No one likes him ever ever since he did that thing with COVID when he was touching up on the mics and everything. Yep. That like that was just a big downfall for him. But uh I don't know. I, d- I just think Minnesota's hopeless no matter what because they've had great players. They've had Kevin Garnett, they've had uh, they've had Kevin Love. Now they have Anthony Edwards. I mean, they had Jimmy Butler too, and Cat. They fucked up Cat. That Cat situation. Cat was supposed to be the guy coming out of Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and he's he's gotten better as his career's gone on too. But yeah, it's just they, I don't trust Minnesota. They're I think they might be the new Kings. I think it just comes from like this little man crush I have on Anthony Edwards. Like I just love him. He's a hooper, but. It's just like, I don't know. He's got the maturity, too. Yeah, he does. Only being 20. He's like the NBA Jalen Hurts. Yeah, literally. He really is. (laughs) That's a great comp. Yeah, he is the NBA Jalen Hurts. And what did Jalen Hurts need? A little little Robin action. He got his A.J. Brown. Go get Anthony Edwards his Trey Young. Yeah, I mean, different sports, but it could be. It could be. I don't know. Two guards, it's tough to build around a two guard, it seems like. Yeah, that's true. But and then so we brought up the Clippers too, who are in no man's land in my opinion. But want to get them into the picture a little bit. Like talk about them. It's like you have Kawhi who's hurt, and now this is like the tenth year in a row we haven't had Kawhi. And I will say like Kawhi, like apart from LeBron, I think was the most dominant player when healthy in his prime in this generation. But now you have Kawhi, KD. Did you? Who who did uh, KD win the title with by just by himself? Nobody. Who did uh, Kawhi Leonard win a championship for? But he did win a championship. So it's the like... Toronto Raptors <laughs> won a championship. Yeah, but the the Warriors were banged up. When's the last time we saw a team similar to the Raptors win an NBA championship? I mean, the Raptors are one of a kind. Only team exactly. out, of Why? The, out of the country. Because of Kawhi. Yeah. If in their prime, fully healthy, I'm sorry, I'm taking Kawhi over KD. I mean, San Antonio, that's a weird one. They won five. Yeah. One was, Who was with on the boy, team? Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kawhi. But you have, but now you for the Clippers, you have Kawhi, who can't be, is never healthy. Paul George, great player. I don't even think he he can't stay healthy. He's like a little past his prime, but it's like you have this team with no clear direction moving forward. You're in cap hell. Your owner's a psychopath. You're building a brand new stadium <laughs> just for your team. What the hell are they going to do? They're just going to run it back, I think. With what players? They're just going to run it. Well, I mean, they're just going to have Kawhi and PG and just – did you see what PG said today? He said that he thinks they have a lot left together. Really? Yeah. I still say everyone's sold on Kawhi, and this is a theme I'm like trying to use. It's like buying stock in these guys when they're as low as possible. It's like you had Russell Westbrook. Everyone thought he was done out of the NBA when he was with the Lakers. We've seen a re- little revival. Trey Young wasn't looking good. Everyone wrote him off, having a revival in the playoffs. Jay Kawhi Butt. can't. Jalen Brunson, perfect example. Jay Butt. Butler. Oh, Jimmy Butler? Yeah. Another great example. Guy who takes it off in the regular season a little bit. Comes always in turns it, comes in playoffs and turns it on. It's insane. I, I honestly I will say I don't know if it's with the Clippers, but Kawhi has one more run left in him. Oh, I no will. doubt. No doubt. He's so good in the playoffs. Like he as long as he gets there and stays healthy, which is a big if, then he can do some major damage. We've seen that for sure. Major damage. I love Kawhi, but the Clippers, to me, I just have no idea what's going to go on there. Jimmy Butler, man. How about him? Just insane. I don't know. I don't know how to compare it to – and it's unlike anything I've ever seen, the way he steps it up in the playoffs year in and year out. Not to sound gay, but I can't even put into words, like, how I was feeling watching him in that last game score. What did he score, 56? 56, yeah. I like had this feeling inside me. I don't know if it was like excitement, disappointment, sorrow. But like, like a badass just doing their thing. But just to think that that could have been with the Sixers. It's a shame. 
They would have won a title by now. It's a shame. We should have kept it's him. Should have kept him. Are, could the Heat low key make a run in the finals? Jimmy's like just good enough not to win it all, though. Yeah, dude, he was—he's been so close. Yeah, I know, but he's just good enough just not to win it all. That's why he needs a guy like MB just to put him over the edge. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I think we're we're reaching our wits on NBA. Anything else? I guess we should do our, our some finals predictions before we hit on some little NFL stuff. Yeah, I like. Uh, I think I like Suns over Celtics. Realistically. Realistically, uh, ideally, Sixers over Lakers. Ooh, I love that one. That's what I was <laughs> thinking a little bit, but I don't want to be that guy. I don't know. I want my. I want to say Sixers. I want to say Sixers from the East, but I don't know if they can be healthy. I'm gonna go Celtics. I'm gonna go Lakers. That'll be a sick final. Celtics Imagine. over Lakers, right? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be sick. I mean, not if the if the Celtics win a championship, I would be so depressed. It'll make me hate the Sixers even more. If this happen on we let this happen on our watch, are you kidding me, dude? If the Sixers win a or if the Celtics win a championship, I might be back done with NBA for good this time. Yeah, I can't. Like it, it, I got real scared last year. Yeah, I was very worried. They look worse this year. I will say, Missoula kind of seems like a bonehead. I think JB and Tatum are done with each other. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Interesting. We will see. Any but, uh, NFL draft stuff? Will Levis is a take? fucking bust. Yeah, mayo bust. and his coffee. I don't like mayo, so I'm an anti. Me neither. Levis all the way. Oh, I'm anti Levis. This is Levis? an anti mayo podcast. So if, oh, one hundred percent. If you like mayo and you eat mayo, get the fuck out of here. But the draft is interesting. Do you do you think that's all smoke with Levis's odds moving so much about him going number one? Yeah, that's, he's not going anywhere. He's going like maybe three if someone trades up to three or four probably. Um, I really want – I mean, I haven't been focusing too much on the draft. I'm, I'm a little bit excited for the Eagles pick. I really want them to take Jalen Carter from Georgia. If if they can, I want them to trade up and get him. If he's there, oh, my God. They Like there's questions about what, like uh, that – he doesn't really get going and he doesn't take well to coaching, but the Eagles have the locker room and they have his former teammates in it, in the locker room that yep. the veteran leadership and his former teammates from Georgia, that, that will be, a, that'll light him up. That'll ignite him. And they will, he will be a first foul hall of famer if the Eagles get him. Yeah. What, I wouldn't I mean, hate Bijan either, but mm, I mean, I, I'd rather is, them trade back and get him. This is like classic Eagles Twitter smoke, but I did see that, they were saying that Jalen Carter was a completely different person when Jordan Davis was on that Georgia team. And he always got the most out of Jalen Carter. <laughs> That's sick. I mean, <laughs> Nicobe like, Dean is a great leader too. So, oh, I mean, and then you throw him in there with BG and Fletch. I don't know. This Eagles draft is interesting to me. I'm not completely sold on Bijan. I'm not, I wouldn't be mad if they took Bijan, but I just think the, that offense is going to be so good regardless and it's like you saw Miles Sanders have a, a breakout year. I'm not sold on Kenny G, but I think there's like you can wait and maybe get Gibbs in in the late th- in the late first round with the 30th pick if Bijan's gone. Like there's running backs there. We've been seeing like all this of like these generational running backs. You saw it with Saquon. I mean, Saquon's good, but is he worth that top 10 pick? No. Because you can get that production from another running back. So it's like that part of it. It's like I don't really think they need to build the offense. I'd rather them go defense. Who on the defense? I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been paying too much attention to it, but I would. I know Jalen Carter's a monster and he was going to be the first pick if he didn't have those off the field issues. And now there's some questions about um, how he's coached and him as like a player and how he interacts with everyone. But. I mean, if we could get the guy that was supposed to be the first pick, that totally replaces uh, – who we lose to the 49ers? Who's that D-lineman? Hargrave. Hargrave. That totally replaces Hargrave and the uh, makes D-line so good. That If you get Carter, that defense is back to last year. Yeah. And then I think we can do it with what we have on offense, and we could probably still like bring in some other guys or a veteran during the season. Yeah, I agree. If on that running back. But I feel like this draft hasn't been talked about too much compared to drafts in 
like years previous. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me. I haven't been super keyed in, but yeah, I mean, coming off a of Super Bowl, the draft is just something that you don't think about as much. The yeah. draft is more for teams that have like no hope, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> or like, all they all they have is hope. They have no, they have no nothing to go off of other than hope. Nothing better was ripping mock drafts when the Eagles were in need of a wide receiver for like yeah. the last five years. Yeah, and then we were getting Marcus Smith, or we got Nelson Aguilar, we go Jalen Rager, you know, we go with all these fucking fools. Now, nah, the best one is from back in the day. What was the guy's name who was the firefighter, the O-lineman? Danny something. Oh, man, Danny Watkins, the firefighter, who's yeah. 26 <laughs> years old. I don't think he even played a full season. Oh, that was a great one. Yeah, but we'll nice see what they'll do. Andy. What do you think about the uh, the QBs in the draft? Um, I mean, Bryce Young's small. We'll see how that goes. He's very, very slight framed and and short. So I'll be rooting for him as a guy that's short <laughs> and slight framed myself. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> right up your alley. Um, yes, I mean, I, I changed that take like mid sentence. If, if you noticed, <laughs> C.J. Stroud, Ohio State quarterback, automatic bust. Nope, automatic, that's my guy. That's what I'm bust. hanging my hat on. C.J. Uh, Stroud. Apparently, he's a sniper though. And uh, then we have Will Levis who is a project apparently didn't show much on the field and same with Richardson Richardson you know I'm an AR15 guy <laughs> yeah. through and th- or a- what was he 15 I think it was yeah damn they didn't re- Tebow was 15 wasn't he now that I'm thinking about it they didn't retire that number but uh I don't know so yeah I mean I'm a big AR15 guy at a future on him to win the Heisman <laughs> after the or I think I took it to halftime of that Utah game thought Dude. the the odds like like split to a third after that. I thought I was the smartest person ever. Didn't cash Did out like the next week. Plus 3,500. I got it like 50 to one after the Utah game. It was 18 to one. I'm like, oh, here we go. And then I'm I think it might have gone to like maybe nine to one at some point. And I'm like, oh, let's go. This is like the Cam Newton Auburn. <laughs> like yeah. This is Anthony Richardson is here. But no, I was wrong on that one. Um, obviously, I think he was probably 100 to one by week three. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm rooting for AR15. Uh, I hope he get. I hope he's uh, Geno Smith's protege. That's that's what I'm. I would love for. that. That would be I'm awesome. For. Yeah, the quarterbacks are interesting. I don't know. I'm CJ Stroud's my guy. I'm, I'm rooting for Hendon Hooker too. He's gonna be a sleeper too, dude. He's gonna be an animal in Washington. Yeah, the only one I'm not rooting for really is is Levis and Stroud. Those are the two. But I like the other three. Now, Levis to me is like or Levis, whatever. Zach Wilson from two years ago. It's like there's always that one white guy who has to like become in the, the top five just so these GM and owners can feel better about themselves. Yeah. They tried to do it with Richardson, but they're like, um, saw him at the combine, saw him at his pro day, realized he was African-American. They're like, man, we need a white guy to be this guy. <laughs> but CJ Stroud to me, he's this year's Deshaun Watson. He's this year's Lamar Jackson. He's that great quarterback that gets slept on for no reason, gets taken in the first round, and then How three years later. How far can he fall, though? Because, like, I, I mean, they're saying he might not get picked at two, but they're saying he still could get picked at two. But if he doesn't get picked at two, like, is Indy – because apparently Indy likes Levis. So yeah. would Indy st- still roll with Levis if Stroud's available? I think Tennessee is a little bit of a sleeper. For Tennessee. one of these quarterbacks, yeah. The thing is, with yeah, I mean, they would have to trade for Arizona's pick. Tennessee, I definitely see trying to move in front of, uh, in front of Indianapolis at four. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think the Raiders too are a little bit in play. They need a quarterback. Houston would be stupid not to take a quarterback. I don't get it. I don't know. I mean, I kind of like them building up that defense a little more with Anderson tank next year. And then you get Caleb Williams. They've been shit for so many years though. So like they need to get it, try to get a guy in there. It has been shit for the last couple of years, but it hasn't been that long. Yeah. It's I guess not it that long guess ago Watson. from when they blew that lead to Kansas city in the playoffs when they were up like 24, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I was still working at the plow at the time. I watched that game there while I was working. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. the plow. The plow and the star, shout out. I know. No free ads. <laughs> shout out to the plow and the stars. No free ads. Uh, if you uh, see the bartender, Chris, with long hair, and he's smoking a cigarette out in the garage, give him a ball tap. 
do not bring your girlfriend around them (laughs) yeah do not (laughs) actually i think girlfriends are safe these days oh yeah yeah they're safe (laughs) but no free ads no free ads other than that that's really it for the nfl draft i like stroud nothing really else there's not that many two highlight highlight players but i guess to wrap us up here biggest news in the nfl by far aaron Rodgers to the jets yeah i I think that might end up being like a who cares move. This could be a very cold take. Clip this, but I I think that maybe they'll be they'll probably be a playoff team. But I don't I don't know. I don't see it being like Stafford to the Rams or anything. I don't think they they have some great pieces and young pieces, but I don't know. I don't see Rodgers. I like that. Doesn't seem like, like his heart's take. in it. I mean, after last year, it didn't seem like his heart was in it. The only thing is the Jets have such a better defense than Green Bay did last year. So, like, I want to say, like, he's going to go to the Jets. Like, are they going to be that much better than the Packers? But their weapons and that defense is so much better. Like, Aaron Rodgers can play half-ass and get that team into the playoffs. And they have uh, they have uh, Nathaniel Hackett as their OC now. I know. They do. Yeah, good for him. Good for him getting Rod- inheriting Rodgers. Yeah. That's love. You fumble the bag with Russ in one of the most biggest NFL blunders of all yeah, time. And you it wouldn't be a Broad Street Burner podcast if we didn't bring up the Broncos. So let's <laughs> let's do it. Let's do our little Broncos preview next year. I don't think they have an over under total for for wins next year, but I know we have a Broncos fan listening, and I want to say under on their win total. They're probably going to win six games at most next year. <laughs> Sean Payton will probably just be like John Gruden 2.0, like already washed up and not able to turn the team around. How about that? How about that for a take? <laughs> Damn, Broncos fans catching strays right now with like they could be any less irrelevant. I know. I'm just, kid- I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I mean, Broncos should be okay, but they have like now they have like what the ninth best quarterback in the AFC. So it's just it's insane. Yeah. I mean, think of all the quarterbacks that you'd rather have in the AFC: Rodgers, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. That's four. Jackson, Watson at six, Lawrence seven. Watson? Yeah. I mean, on the field. I'm sorry, what's his first name? Deshaun Watson. Oh, did he play for the Texans? (laughs) Yeah, he did. Is he a rapist? (laughs) Uh, I I think he uh, was just inappropriate. Hmm. So you like him better than... Than Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson? I think I'd rather have a rapist <laughs> than some Christian freak. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> I mean, the Christian freaks just support support priests, so. That's true. It, you got this me. This is going I'm, off the rails a little bit. I'm, I'm biting my tongue. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think the Broncos will be very good. Oh, Herbert, too. That's eight. So, yeah. Yeah. Russ is nine in the AFC. Poor Russ. I think they'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, maybe by some miracle, Sean Payton will get them together and they'll be good. He got just enough out of Drew Brees when he did, his arm was basically off of his body, so I'm confident in them. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I, don't, I, don't I guess lastly, just to wrap us up here, you think you worried about the Phillies? I'm not worried about the Phillies. Baseball is just such a long season. Um, I don't know. I think they'll turn it around, especially once Bryce comes back. It's... I love the pitch clock, though. I'm a big fan. I don't know if, you, if you're if you into it. I know you watch baseball prior to the pitch clock, but this has brought me back a little bit for sure. Yeah, the games definitely go by much faster. I haven't been super keyed into the Phillies in baseball just with, like, basketball and everything going on, but I did go to Dollar Dog Night. was that last week? Mm-hmm. and Two weeks ago, walk, yeah. Two weeks ago, walked in at the, uh, at the start of the game, uh, made it to my seats, got in line for some dogs, and didn't get back to my seat until the fifth inning. I was going to say, uh, I don't think the pitch clock and dollar dog night mix at all. It's probably nope. the worst combination ever. And the crowds with the yeah. Phillies coming off the World Series, it was insane. I've been hearing from everyone that was at the game, it was a three-inning wait for a hot dog at least. So that's pretty insane. Yeah, fuck that. And then, I mean, little secret people, but tickets are probably half the price the next night or the night the night before dollar dog night, and then you can just have three hot dogs, and, <laughs> and it it'll be the same price. If yeah, they'll probably be not. better hot dogs too. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. The pictures of the hot dogs people are posting—they're smushed <laughs> so bad. <laughs> they look like disgusting. The, like they were just sitting in someone's pocket. Dirtiest dick I've ever seen. Those yeah. hot dogs looked like. Yeah, whatever. 
Yeah, scary sight. So that is going to wrap us up for this episode of the Broad Street Burner podcast. Rubes, when do you think we'll be back? Um, Maybe periodically throughout the Sixers Celtics series, unless the Sixers just get tanked immediately then but definitely i would i would love to recap some of the sixers stuff um because i like to rip them apart so i'm like the seth joiner of the sixers (laughs) i just i just give it to them every time even if they win i'm like they got no they got no hope they got nothing you're the mayor of negadelphia yeah just with the sixers more than anything but you guys heard me during the eagle season i'm a big i'm usually an optimist but the sixers team has worn me down year in and year out you i didn't even realize that you were a big like Eagles homer, like positive wise. Yeah. And it's so much opposite from the, from the Sixers. It's because we haven't seen it with that. Eagles that's what team. Ch- they haven't worn me down. Yeah. That's what a championship will do. Yeah. But let's do uh let's plan for uh overreaction recap after all the game ones of the next series. All right, let's do it. That's let's what we aim for. So that is the next time you'll hear us as always. Thanks for listening.